are listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Lamont Thomas, 2019 board chair of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Kelly Marcellus, interim president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. This podcast is brought to you by WorkSuites. WorkSuites offices are the perfect balance between private and shared office space with a community of inspiring professionals serious about getting real work done. Check out all 15 DFW locations at WorkSuites.com. So let's introduce you to today's guest. Linda and Jim McDevitt have partnered for the last 13 years to make Corner Wines the premier wine shop in Plano. Since opening in April 2006, Corner Wines has been voted Best Wine Store in Dallas-Fort Worth by WFAA for eight consecutive years. In 2013, Jim was recognized by the Plano Chamber as Small Business Person of the Year. Please join us in welcoming Plano's favorite wine connoisseurs, Linda and Jim McDevitt. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So, Linda and Jim, before we get started with our discussion, can you take a minute or two to give our listeners a quick overview of the products and services that Corner Wines provides? Well, well, Lamont, we have over 350 different wines in our store, plus a, a few special different spirits that we, we sell. What we try to do is we bring in numerous wines to try and taste before we actually buy those type of wines. You know, and that's really how it fits into the Corner Wines model. Probably the cornerstone of, of Corner Wines is customer service. And let me add a few other things that we do at the store. We have a wine club. We do wine classes. We have private events. We love hosting uh, fundraising events for the organizations here, local organizations. We do wine dinners with restaurants. And we have monthly tastings, which we use the theory of taste before you buy. And then, of course, we do trips around the world. And we've done many of those in the past 14 years. And last but not least, we do custom-made wine cabinets. When you say trips around the world, is that just wines from around the world? Do you actually host trips where you take wine lovers to different locations? We actually take people to these lovely locations, and we drink some great wines. And they're most always the wines we sell in our store, where we go to those wineries overseas. I mean, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because we've been home only for two weeks. Our last trip was to France. Uh, we took a group to uh, the, the Rhone Valley and Burgundy on our latest trip. Now, next year is a very aggressive schedule. We have four different trips planned overseas. Now, I have to ask for our listeners, how do you sign up for these trips? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put your name down right now. <laughs> it's, it's real easy. The best thing to do is, is get on. We have an email list that you can go through our website, which is cornerwines.com, and you can sign up for those. And then we let people know. When, when the trips are going to occur. And we try to do it. We give you about a year's notice. It just happens that those four trips I'm talking about, uh, they're basically all sold out already for next year. So we're happy about that. Exactly. So, so there's tw- a waiting 2021. List. Okay. <laughs> well, you have such a fabulous curated selection of wines at your shop, and you're both so knowledgeable, which makes the wine buying experience so much more fun and personal. So tell us, with so many options out there, how do you select the wines that you sell? Well, it's, it's a real tough job, but we have to try them all first. <laughs> so when we have people come in, we have our distributors that we work with come in, 
or we actually have the winemakers that actually produce the wines. They come into our shop, we try the wines, and then we potentially will we'll select a few of those. And that's really how we, we, we wanna make sure that, that we have to like them first before we, we try to sell them. Because what we try to do is we have, you know, basically we, we specialize, I'll say, in small production handcrafted wines. And when you do that, what, what the winemakers are trying to have someone is to hand sell our wines. So that's, that's where we have a little bit of a, uh, a niche market. You know, we get, get these winemakers, producers in, they look at our store and say, oh, this is a perfect place because I, I only make so much wine, not much. We'd like to have somebody like you hand sell it for us. And a lot of times they'll come in and actually want us to host a tasting where they'll stand and talk to our customers and talk to them about their wines at our store. And it's it's a nice mix. And a lot of the winemakers love coming in and seeing our customers and they've become friends with them. An opportunity to develop a relationship with someone who produces yeah. wine. I mean, you mm -hmm. think about you can buy it off the shelf anywhere, but not have that relationship with the winery. Yeah. Right. Now you opened Corner Wines in 2006, but we understand that you had very different careers before becoming your own bosses. So tell us what you did before Corner Wines. We did have different careers. We worked at IRS for 30 some years and um, retired. And Jim said to me, hey, let's open a wine store. I just drank the wine. Jim loved the wine, so <laughs> he can tell you about that. Well, it goes back into the uh, in, into my youth, I'll call it. Back in, in, in the early 70s, I worked for one of the best wine stores in Southern California. And in working there, when I was in my early 20s, I developed this love for wine and it became basically a passion. Well, there was a nice thing when you're, when you're doing something like that, then as I say, I got a real job, as Linda was saying, for 30 plus years. But then when we retired, I said, let's open a wine shop. Mm -hmm. And here we are basically in our 14th year of doing something was getting back to my passion of wine. I can't help but find a humor in that. 30 years with IRS, then you go to making wine. And many of us on this, listening to this podcast probably drink a lot of wine when doing our taxes. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> so switching gears just a little bit, can you give us a little insight into the wine industry? Are there any trends or challenges you can share with us? In Texas, we have what's called a three-tiered system. Now, what that means is there's the importers is one tier, the next one is distributors is the second, and the third tier is retailers like us. And so we have to work through those different levels. I, I can't go, I can't call up somebody in California at a winery and say, hey, I'd love to have your wine here. But I, if, they, if they don't have a distributor in Texas, I can't, I can't sell it. We, we get numerous calls from, from winemakers, truthfully, around the world <laughs> and saying, hey, can you sell our wines? And, and we, we can't do that. So that's a structure in Texas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we get those people and talk to different distributors saying, I think this would be a, a good wine for you to pick up for your portfolio. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But the other thing as far as challenges you know, since we're have since we're really a what we what we call it a boutique wine store, you know that the landscape is ever changing. You know we have we have the chains moving in, you know so they 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 buy in big lots, mm -hmm. 
And then you have e-commerce exploding. You know, so those are all things that we have to, to look at and try to say, how, how can we now morph to a, a better model? And, you know, but one of, one of our core, if you want to call it core values, is customer service is still, still king at, at Corner Wines. You know, and, and I think when you, when you get that relationship, what Linda was saying earlier, a one-on-one -one relationship with our customers, it goes a long way because people still want that personal interaction. And, and we have customers that have been with us for the entire 14 years, you know, because, and we no longer call them customers, truthfully, they become friends. Mm -hmm. We have so many new friends because of what we do. So that's what happens. You know, it's interesting you say that because when I first moved to Plano, you guys held a class on how to order wine in a business meeting. And as someone who didn't really know much about wine, I still remember some of the lessons oh, nice. from that Good. class. And that was Good. probably, 15, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, it so. was. It nice. Was. Yeah. I'm glad. So one thing our listeners probably don't know about Corner Wines is that your engagement with the community really focused on supporting the community. How did that come about and what does that look like for Corner Wines engaging in the community? Well, Jim and I have always been very involved in supporting local organizations and um, it's just like a natural thing for us. So when we were putting the business model together for Corner Wines, that was key to help local organizations in any way we could and give back in any way we could to the community. One thing that happened with all of our community work is we were able to be selected for Class 31 and Class 32 of Leadership Plano. So, of course, Class 32 is the best. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you say. Yeah. One of the things that's been the, the most, I'll say, joyful is how we've been able to partner with so many nonprofits in order to help them get contributions, if you mm -hmm. want to call it, to, to oh. their organizations. Over, over the years, I don't know, I, th I think almost every nonprofit we've done some type of event for at our store or been able to contribute to whatever their fundraising activities are. And I think that's what, one of our things. We, as Linda was saying, when we did the model, one of our key, key elements was give back to the community. So we, we enjoy giving back to Plano, and now it's expanded to, to Collin County in, in effect. So we have many, many different events monthly mm -hmm. with nonprofits. It really needs to be applauded, because Jim, you mentioned earlier, a lot of chains are moving into the area. Mm -hmm. But that separates you from those chains. It's really your involvement in the community. You're, you're part of the community. You're your friends. Mm -hmm. They're your family. They're your neighbors. And that's the difference. That's a big difference. So I appreciate your support of the community. Well, we appreciate the support of the community for us as well. Yes, and the, and the Plano Chamber of Commerce. Well, thank you. We have some more questions for Linda and Jim, including their tips for amateur wine aficionados. But first, let's take a quick break for a message from the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Work Suites. If you're trying to work from home and not getting the job done, move your offices to Work Suites. Work Suites shared offices are designed for privacy, productivity, and professionality. Their turnkey offices are move-in ready and equipped with meeting rooms, co-working spaces, full-service coffee lounge, and the latest IT infrastructure. They take care of all the office details so you can focus on running your business. Contact WorkSuites.com or call 888-312-WORK to check out one of their three Plano locations or 15 DFW area locations. 
That's 888-312-WORK or worksuites.com. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're here with Linda and Jim McDevitt from Corner Wines. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you it's, for having it's our, us. It's our pleasure. So we couldn't bring you in and not pick your brain just a little. What are your tips that you have for budding wine lovers? The best thing what happens is when someone walks in the door and you can see that little stare, first thing we always do is say, can we help you? And they say, well, we're, we're, we don't really know that much about wine. And so then we probe a little bit by saying, well, what kind of wines do you like, red or white? Um, and when, if, let's say they say red, and you say, okay, now what, what type of grapes, you know, like a, a Cabernet Sauvignon or a Pinot Noir or a Sangiovese, what, most of the time they will, they will fall back, I'll call it default position, which is a Cabernet Sauvignon. That seems to be, when they say that, then you say, oh, well, do you like it with a little bit on the, the softness, kind of a velvet taste to it? Or do you like it a little bit heavier, bigger style with maybe some tannin structure on it? And then we start finding out how they like their wines. It's sort of like an internal profile that, that's being built. So then we'll suggest, oh, well then you should try this type of wine. And, but sometimes if they've come in a, a, a second time, then we'll say, well, you, you're ready to expand your horizons and try something maybe outside your comfort zone. That's where it's the fun we have is developing their palate to, to expand and try other types of, of wines and grapes. And, and over, over the years, what's happened is people that have come in with a certain likeness of, of, of Cabernet have now gone into Riojas in Spain or French Bordeaux or things like this. So that's, that's what we enjoy doing is, is helping people and, and at the same time educating them about those different wines. Wine has its own language and some of the words that you hear, you will probably need a little more explanation. So we'd be glad to help you understand those different terms because it is, Linda and I really believe that that's part of our job in helping you understand everything about wine. So you just described every time I walk into a wine store or <laughs> your wine store, uh, I'm the person with the look of, what do I pick? A but, blank look. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any suggestions on how I could pick out a bottle of wine to impress my friends at a dinner party? Well, one of the first things I would say is, do you know what they're serving? Okay. You know, and, and sometimes people do know, but most time they go, I don't have a clue what they're serving. So again, you know, probably the, again, the, the fallback wine is, is going to be a red wine, you know, and, and if that person that came in, let's say you came in and said, well, I like Pinot Noir. I said, well, Pinot Noir can go with a lot of different things. Why don't we get something that you enjoy? So then we'll, we'll, we'll go over to where the Pinots are and we'll describe different t styles from the different parts of either the world, in effect, and say, now, now you have to make a decision. We also ask them what kind of price point they want to be in and does this person like to have name recognition wines. So we probe a little bit so that when they walk in there, the host or hostess goes, oh, this is great. So, I mean, we ask a lot of different questions so they can walk in with that great bottle. Yeah. So it's not the old school of just white with fish and red with meat? Not that at okay. all. <laughs> None well, of that, right. We always say you want a wine that you like. And let's say you're having steak, but you, you don't like red wines. You want, I said, you know, that's fine. It's okay. You know, just drink what you like. 
one of the things that, which is interesting, is people will sometimes bring in their menus that they're having some type of big special meal, dinner. special dinner, and they say, here's what we're having. Now pair it up with the different wines. And that's, that's a fun challenge that we have, because we always say, please come back and tell us how it worked out. So with Thanksgiving coming up, will you have recommendations in the stores for traditional dinners? Yes, okay. yes. So Linda, let's go back to those travel trips that you can take with Corner Wines. Can you share some of your favorite trips that you've taken? Well, everyone has been very, very unique, and I, there's a favorite thing, I think, with each trip. But one was last year we went to Spain, and there was a cave that was over 800 years old, and it was in this tiny town in Spain. And this village opened up that cave and put tables in there and served us this amazing meal in there, and they were pouring all of their wines. It was spectacular, I have to say. I mean, we were t walked all over the village. We're talking probably 500 people that lived there, but they opened their doors and their hearts to us. It was amazing. The, the most unique thing about that was they said, by the way, this is the first time we've ever had a wine tasting inside the cave. Wow. So we were going, wow. That now, how do you pair a wine with a cave? <laughs> <laughs> you just drink anything you want. There you go. <laughs> so how many years have you been married? We've been married 42 years. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about how you met in your early days as a couple? We met at IRS in Washington, D.C. Imagine that, right? And worked together all of our lives at the agency. Anyhow, the best thing was we got to travel uh, overseas when we were married, and that exposed us to going to some places where we went to different wineries and stuff when we were in France. But um, it's been an exciting ride, and now this is a whole different ride, and it's a lot more fun because people like you a lot better than they did in our old jobs. Linda just mentioned about our early days and, and how we, we met in Washington. We worked for the international division of, of the IRS. And one of the things that happens is we were, we had different locations that we would have to live in. And in, in our first year of marriage, it just happened that Linda lived in Paris and I lived in London. So it seemed like every weekend we went from either back, I would go to Paris or Linda would come to London, but then Linda was, she, she must've been a travel agent or something because she says, guess where we're going this week? We're gonna to go to Amsterdam. Oh, let's go to Munich. And it just so happened our first anniversary, we celebrated at, at on the Eiffel Tower. You know, so that was that was a special moment to remember. So those are some of the 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 early days of our relationship. So Jim, can we go back real quick to because you were say, sharing some terms, and I always get when I go into a wine store, I get confused because there's so many different terms, and then when you the pressure of ordering wine at a business meal, you don't want to sound stupid. So what are those, when you share some of those terms, what do they mean? Well, what I mentioned previously about tannins. Well, tannins is sort of the, the body of, of, a, of a wine. And what a tannin really is, is the skins of the grape. The skins have a lot of these features that, that's called tannin. And some wines, they, they don't filter them. They leave the tannins in. So if you've ever had a glass of wine where there's sediment on the bottom of the, of the glass, those are really just the, the breakdown of, of, the, of the wine, the skins of the wine. That's, that's all it is. Not backwash. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I personally like, I, I like unfiltered wines like that because that's, now you get the true 
essence of what the winemaker is trying to do with that. So we've talked a lot about wine today, but we also want to know about your life outside the shop. Can you share a little bit with us about your family and what you like to do in your spare time? In our spare time, we like to spend time with our granddaughter. We have two daughters and uh, one granddaughter. Both of our daughters are married. One lives in Los Angeles and the other one lives in Arlington, Texas. And the one with the baby has is in Arlington, Texas, so you can imagine that I spend a lot of time driving there. And we've exposed our girls to wine, and they are so into wine that it makes us both very proud. I think our, our daughter and son-in-law that live in Arlington have a better wine collection than I do, I tell you. <laughs> okay, we're about to have some real fun here. We're going to go into what we call the speed round. Question, quick answer, okay? Your favorite wine at Corner Wines, you can just pick one, each. O'Shaughnessy. It was a uh, Chachi... Brunello de Montalcino. Best bargain bottle. Sienna by Ferrari Corona. Cellar Comblau from Spain. Favorite wine destination. Italy and France. Can I have two? You got two. <laughs> well, Chile and Argentina. We'll be going. I'll be going for the fifth time. By yourself, or can we go with you? Come on along. There you go. <laughs> Best local restaurant for wine lovers. French wine for me is Lavando. With seafood, I'd say Sea Breeze. Any overrated wines out there? Yes, but I don't want to name them. That's right. <laughs> no, no comment. Just that they're not sold at Corner Wine. So right. about that. That's true. <laughs> Favorite cheese and wine combo? Well, Jim only likes cheddar, so I don't know where else he's going to go with that. <laughs> cheddar. And Manchego and Merlot for me. See, and this is why this works. They had different answers for everything. That's right. <laughs> So that's all the time we have for today. Linda, Jim, thank you both again for joining us today. Thank you for yeah. having us. Yes, we enjoyed this. Very much. And don't forget, Corner Wines is your neighborhood wine store, no matter where you live. We'd like to give special thanks to Work Suites for their partnership as the presenting sponsor at Plano Pulse. Work Suites offices are move-in ready with meeting rooms, co-working spaces, coffee lounge, and the latest IT to take care of every detail so you can focus on running your business. Check out all 15 DFW locations at worksuites.com. Want to join Worksuites as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners? Contact the Chamber to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Download the Plano Chamber app for easy listening. Share with your friends and colleagues. And be sure to tune in for our next episode.